0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross sat managing editor of Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com here for the Fightful post-Smackdown live podcast for March 6, 2018. This show brought to you by DraftBus.com. Head over to DraftBus.com for a different kind of daily fantasy sports experience. They have bad boy games and basketball where you get points for the most steals, rebounds, blocks, and personal fouls. So, what I'm down for. Jeff. How long would it take you to foul out in a recreational game uh, among wrestling media?
2: Oh, I am a hacking machine, my friend. <laughs> hey,
0: I'm ready. Like I can't play basketball.
2: I can jump.
0: I got a nice jump. I did a 50 inch box jump this weekend. Now if I can learn to dribble, pass, shoot, play defense, and run plays. I might be all right at this basketball thing.
2: I I have a good three point shot, actually. I'm actually not too bad. Yeah, no, I I, we had a hoop when I was growing up. But uh, no, back in college, uh, during the ACC tournament, the bands would all get basketball teams together to play. And I was the guy. Well, someone's driving a little bit too hard. Well, you got to go in there and get your three (laughs) fouls in there real quick. Ah. (laughs) It's like, yeah, that's me. That's my job. There are some
0: MMA media members who put together a basketball game. I want to put together a wrestling media basketball game one day. Uh by the way, guys, Anna is off this week. She should be back uh for Fast Lane. We got SmackDown Live to talk about. Before before that, Jeff. Hillbilly Jim, Hall of Famer. What do you think? Uh,
2: uh, <laughs> there's no there's no objective standards to the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. I think he's fine. He's friendly. He's personable. He'll give a good speech. Does his resume necessarily warrant a Hall of Fame in the WWE? Sure. Because he was a big part of the cartoon. He had some major angles on Saturday night's main event. I don't... You know, people who think too much about these things make themselves miserable from time to time. I'm not. I think... I think he's going to be entertaining as hell. I think he's probably the most entertaining person on that dais right now, other than maybe Bubba Ray Dudley depending on what kind of mood Jeff Jarrett's in and how (laughs) serious. Well, I I see Jeff Jarrett as taking this very seriously and giving the story about how he came back from substance abuse addiction and how he's had problems with the WWE. I think Hillbilly Jim's just going to be, man, I'm really thankful for having this career all this time. And man, they really treated me well. And it's going to be that upbeat, uplifting, kind of cool, very entertaining speech. I don't think he's going to pull a Larry Zabisco and go on far too long. I think it's fine. Yeah, I'm wondering who inducts him. I, you know, because everybody's like thinking Hogan, and I'm like, there's no way Hogan comes back for this. That
0: that was one of the first times they've explicitly mentioned him on TV, which is why I think that maybe that that talking point came up, because they dance around it a lot, but they flat out said, like, he came out to help Hulk Hogan, and it's like, oh, okay. Well, but then again, how can you do a Hillbilly Jim video without that? And, you know, they, they could go in and say, He had a nice six-and-a-half-year run. He did a lot of work with us with Coliseum Video, a ton of work for that. He managed some tag team champions. He hosted the Access Tour. He did a lot of things for WWF and WWE. So, I mean, uh, as I said, if it's from a contribution standpoint, man, the guy worked there so long and did so many different things. He was a broadcaster for a while with them. Mm -hmm. He did Uh,
2: Legends House, I believe, also. Legends
0: House. So, I mean, you, you could paint it like that. I don't care. He's a nice dude. And everybody's like, I mentioned this on the show last night. Everybody used the Coco Beware standard. And I'm like, if you all didn't see stagger Lee beating up, was it Patriot back in the day? Yeah. That's hall of fame worthy.
2: You know, I, I I tend to think it'll probably be like hacksaw Duggan who ends up, uh, it's what Alex thought too, putting putting him in there. Um, but also, you know, you know, I just, it's the WWE. It's their own world. It's yeah. not like, say, the Observer Hall of Fame where, you know, too many people take that thing too seriously too as, as if it's like, well, we need, we need standards for this fake sport, this carny business that we <laughs> together. And uh, the other thing about Hobilly Jim that always just gets me is uh, sneaky tall. I oh, mean, my God. He's 6'7", for God's sakes. And you know what? For being 6'7", he wasn't too bad. If if you could just put a
0: picture with the term corn fed, it's him, and the the overalls made him look even bigger than he was. I think. Like,
2: do me do me a favor, v- vamp for a few moments while I turn off my air conditioning, so you don't. Do will do. In the will do.
0: Yeah, I. You know, a lot of people are upset, and I don't want to say upset about the hillbilly Jim thing, but I'm definitely not that upset about it. I think it'll be a fun time, and he's a guy who worked really really hard for WWE, so. <sighs> I am hardly going to complain. Uh, Jeff, also last night, news dropped of All In being in Chicago. It's actually just outside of Chicago. Mm-hmm. I saw one person had the balls to complain and say, I'm not going to this. I'm not spending two hours round trip to go to this because I live in Chicago.
2: Two hours, really? That That's your limit for a show like?
0: yeah. Meanwhile, I'm considering, maybe I'll show up to it. Maybe I'll go to this all-in show, depending on what the card looks like and ticket availability and things like that. But what do you think about this location announcement?
2: It's a good choice. I, I think Chicago is a great choice for that kind of hotbed of indie that hasn't been, you know, I mean, they the super indie kind of, formula that PWG was using has now kind of been copied in the Chicago area and in Texas and in other places. Um, But I think this is kind of a market that hasn't had a lot of these types of big cards. And I think, you know, it's going to depend on the card. I want them to sell out, but man, you need a draw. And I just, again, unless they have working partnerships with both new Japan and ring of honor, I don't see it unless they can get punk or unless they somehow get Brian Danielson on this card, which I don't think is going to happen.
0: There are people out there. I mean, there's, there's well, Rey Mysterio, depending on what he's doing at the time, and a Chris Jericho, depending on what he's doing at the time, and CM Punk, depending on what he's doing at the time. But Daniel Bryan's contract, I believe, expires in September, in the middle of September. So that would be yeah. kind of tough.
2: It, but you know, it's it's also just I I think I think they'll get about four thousand tickets sold right off the bat, and you know, hopefully, as the card gets announced, that momentum will keep growing. I mean, I I wish nothing but success for this card. If if it were in driving distance, I go. It I don't think it's worth a flight for me, especially after flying out for Rumble and flying out to Mania this year. I, I you know, three trips in one year is a bit much for me for wrestling.
0: Sure, Somebody asking about the New Japan anniversary show, uh, I'll likely talk more about that uh, when I get the chance to take it all in. It has been a slammed weekend. We had the UFC 222 show, so uh, we will uh, cover that a little bit more. But SmackDown Live, no John Cena on the show tonight after he appeared last night. What do you think
2: about that? Surprising. Um, And at the same time, kind of not, because he is a big star and he did the heavy push on raw maybe it'd be a bit of overkill i i you know i don't know i think i think his presence would have been welcome here definitely
0: yeah yeah i i thought i thought that was a little curious considering he was on raw and mm-hmm. he wrestled on raw and he wrestled in such a pointless manner on raw
2: and the and, and okay smackdown was where tonight i forget it was in green bay or yes. okay in milwaukee they're doing the milwaukee green bay circuit uh, yeah it, it seems he may have had a project to shoot and they could only get the one day off so i mean that that's expected to in show business they they don't like you holding up production so isn't but that the truth it was weird it was a little bit odd
0: <laughs> guys to get a few plugs out of the way kristen ashley took a look at becky lynch saying that maybe this isn't the land of opportunity for her we have a lot of cool things we have a video where several ufc fighters React to Ronda Rousey in the WWE, who I've been told is her and her husband are both rather popular backstage right now. Alex Palowski took a look at Mustafa Ali's self-produced promo, which I thought was great. I talked to Jimmy Jacobs, who discussed the other offers that he had before Impact Wrestling. And of course, I have my show notes and uh, ratings, match ratings for every Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-view. Those are all up on Fightful.com. The SmackDown show ratings will post tomorrow morning. Also, this Friday, right after Ring of Honor's anniversary show, I go live for a podcast. And of course, I'll have show notes and ratings for that, probably posting that night. So make sure you guys tune into that. Make sure you all subscribe, like, thumbs up. Visit our friends over at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. You can see the list in your voice syndicated over there. Also, uh, you'll see some of their stuff on our channel, vice versa. Show them some love. But we got SmackDown live. It starts with Charlotte being brought out by Dasha Fuentes. Dasha stumbles a bit, and Ruby Riot's brought out. And I'm I'm indifferent to her delivery because let's be real, they're given drivel to recite, but she never stumbles, she being Ruby Riot. But she uses the the U C crutch that I hate so much when you're like running through stories and all that stuff. And
2: it's it's that's got- a writer that's a writer crutch. That's not her.
0: Oh, yeah, it is a writer crutch. I mean, it's also often used as a wrestling crutch, too. A lot like the old My Name Is promo, where every single time they would introduce a new character, there would be a backstage vignette, to the point they were taught to do this in OEW, where they would say, My Name Is so-and-so. And that was like every ECW promo when they did the reboot. What do you think about the Riot promo? Because I'm like, man, she's really good at delivering this stuff, like, She's, she's so good that it's almost not natural.
2: She is great at delivering very bad lines. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the thing with the UC when I, when I was still writing scripts, a lot of times I, you know, you find yourself, you get into certain habits because you're not speaking it, you're writing it. And so on the page, it looks a little bit different than uh, I, I always used to, I noticed I was starting a lot of sentence with well, and a cow. well, well you know and and you have to get rid of those types of verbal tics my overall impression of this is that they tried to make a story at the last minute of this thing and it's an interesting story to tell they just didn't tell it in an interesting way because as ruby was going through The machinations of, well, you know, when you you won all these titles and you've been handed everything and that's why I formed the riot squad. I'm like, well, number one, nobody ever saw you form the riot squad. Number two, how come I didn't hear about this before when you were in NXT and thinking, well, that's your plan. That's your master plan. I never saw any of this go on. You know, I'm I'm always asking why and how when people are making statements. My plan, you know, and it's 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 a bit of a crutch that they do. I'm here to tear down your legacy. All right, how? Because she's already won the titles. You're not gonna take those away. It would have been a much simpler way. I'm ruining your WrestleMania moment. Oh, okay, great. That's a little bit more central. You're not going to WrestleMania. I am, and I'm going to fight whoever's there. Um, you know, these grand kind of bad guy monologuing type things that they do with their master plans that they're talking about they never get pieced together now there are compelling stories you could tell with this this same kind of angle i mean you could have talked about well you were in this first triple threat for eventually the women's title i was in a dance hall down the road main eventing in front of 200 people
0: that would be that would have been so much better
2: yeah, you, get, you can tell these stories in a way you just need someone in the in the writer. And this is a fault of the writer's room, so to speak, maybe the culture in there where you can't ask these whys, hows. We need more detail. We need more detail. We need to go with, you know, the little things here that we can, you know, so we can piece together a logical story. It's 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 kind of insulting to the watcher, uh, the person who watches this closely, wanting something that makes sense where they think they're just gonna take it for granted that well this is why I did it and of course you should now believe that because it's like I still <laughs> okay your master plan was to get uh, Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan. Why? What what do they have to do with Charlotte's legacy? You know yeah. what, what what were the little things you were doing in the weeks leading up to this to take I mean okay you took out her friends for a couple weeks and then they came back and they beat you up and then you beat them again. Okay, you, you've you now told me it's now, in improv terms, once you say something, it's the reality of the scene. Okay, now I'm questioning the reality of the scene. What exactly did you do in this plan to take down Charlotte's, Charlotte's entire aura and her entire legacy that we didn't see? Because none of that's been on television.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I completely agree. At some point, like... We've heard this about Charlotte before. They, they've they went down this road. They don't overdo it. It's not like the Brock Lesnar's never hear thing. Was,
2: you know what? I was fine with Charlotte's part. I was absolutely fine with the, look, I have to work twice as hard because of my name. Yeah. That's a perfectly logical, you know, I get that. I, I get still, that a lot. He still
0: has heel delivery, though. Oh, yeah. Real so, bad. It still and has skill delivery.
2: And, and and this staging here did not help her at all. If if Ruby had come out and cut a promo explaining all this and then Charlotte comes out, but to have her standing towering <laughs> over her with this in full peacock regalia as she's just kind of being talked at as opposed to talked to, it, 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 it really kind of, it, it really, yeah, it, it, it was heelish almost in, in many ways.
0: And at some point, like a Charlotte's going to have to pop a doc, one of these women that keep on coming out and saying this and just say what she already knows they're going to say. Like, that's why they dislike her and just be like, all right, you're going to need something else. Um,
2: Actually, the worst part of this in, in all this wasn't anything to do with the segment. It was the way it ended. It was, well, oh, yeah. she's, she's about to get beat up. Up oh, Here comes Bobby Roode. Well, perhaps
0: appropriately. <laughs> And she would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for that meddling Bobby Roode.
2: Well, yeah, and there's a little bit of the, oh, the man came out to, quote, unquote, save the woman type of, there's a little bit of sexism. What's he going to do? Is he
0: going to beat her up? Yeah. This is an impact. They don't hire those types of people in WWE.
2: Why are people so distracted by themes at this point?
0: Yeah. Well, Bobby (laughs) Roode's got a nice one. He does have a nice one. Let's watch Bobby Roode as Charlotte escapes out. of. Oh, look, there's a guy spinning on a thing. <laughs> but when this happened, I was like, wow, they even timed SmackDown out poorly in storyline. Like, because this <laughs> always happens. Like, for, for like months, like, it seemed every other week there was an issue with how SmackDown was timed. Mm-hmm. If you remember, they would have to kill time at the end of the show or something something of that nature. And now they do the thing where somebody's music hits at the end of another segment. I was like, okay, come on. Jinder Mahal defeated Randy Orton. This is my nightmare. There is nothing (laughs) special about this match until Sunil Singh gets sing bombed is what we're going to call it. He gets sing bombed on a table. This is standard procedure. What I don't get Bobby Roode. None of this made sense. He gets ran into and everything, but then he gets on the apron after he was taken out. And gender wins with a coloss after running Orton into Rude. This was not fun. I can't imagine Sunday will be either. But what did you think of this?
2: This is the laziest type of writing that they do, is when you have a three-way type of feud with the guy out there on commentary. But let let's start from the beginning. Uh, number one, Randy got a haircut. But also, just uh, the moment I knew that this wasn't going to be exactly quality entertainment so to speak orton's coming out and they do that side graphic and did you see the look on it the look on his face on the side graphic is i don't care about any of this right now. and it's like can you believe this you know kind of a weird smirk on his face um did the sing brothers at some point like kick randy's dog because the (laughs) way because the way they get thrown around on, on these tables and all around the place. I mean, look, it, it, it helped get gender over. At the same time, there seems to be this kind of lackadaisicalness in the way that they get thrown around and the way that they land that just makes me go, I hope they're getting an extra couple grand in the back slipped into their <laughs> bag on the way it, out. It's like
0: the Ellsworth mentality. They're like, all right, well, we're not going to put him on the, the house show loop, so he's not going to wrestle a lot. So when he does wrestle... We're going to make him take the sickest bump he possibly can.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, and I also think there might be the, un- well, they're not real stars. You know what? Show show your worth here. And, and just, you know, you can, I mean, there's a certain uh, give and take there that makes me a little bit uncomfortable. About it's a little ball. weird to
0: me that they don't have Sunil Singh or even his brother at the time wrestling a lot of live events. Because it seems like easy heat for a live event. You know what I mean? Just throw I
2: think, it. I, I think, you know, I think they were just keeping them away from 205 Live because they were trying to establish those characters there, but now that they've established it as a different show, they'd be fine. Oh yeah. Going down there occasionally. Um yeah, I don't I don't I, I watch these things. Okay, you got pushed into, you got shoved. Why are you jumping onto the apron to interrupt this match when a guy is <laughs> when a guy could put more damage on your opponent going into Sunday. I mean, I, I, I don't mind Bobby Roode explaining, no, I want him at his best there, but the irrationality of getting that angry to then jump up and interrupt in the match just because someone ran into you.
0: It wasn't smooth either. Like, it, no. They had to wait on it. I can tell you this, as far as interest in three ways ago, uh Nev Campbell and Denise Richards and wild things, this is not, this is
2: not... You've been been saving that line, haven't you?
0: Ah, ever since this thing started. (laughs) Ever since this whole situation started. Which, it's funny, because we joked last year that this was a nightmare feud. That this, these three guys in particular.
2: I'm afraid I have some bad news. I think that's your mania match. It probably is. You know, they got the Intercontinental 3. We gotta do a United. Oh, it's gotta be the same. Woo! Gotta get everybody on there.
0: New day in the Usos video vignette. That's good stuff. I'm sure their match will be a banger on Sunday. Oh, this was
2: awesome. Yeah, don't don't, don't under, undersell this. This it might have good. been the best thing. This was the best thing on the show. It very well could be. Yeah. I mean, the the, the graphics, the, the the actual footage of the Usos in the in the in the war paint and the haka dance and all that other stuff. I I love this. It brings. This is far better than say doing a Jay Uso versus versus uh, Xavier Woods match to to build the feud. I love this. I this is the way all, you give me an hour of these types of vignettes. I mean, I I'm, I'm I'm fine with not seeing wrestling. I'm good with that. Hmm.
0: Shinsuke Nakamura is backstage says that he hopes that AJ Styles wins Sunday so he can hit him with the knee in the face at WrestleMania. He's confronted by Rusev Day. Nakamura will face Rusev at Fastlane. I'm cool with that. I mean, we we know the drill here. We'll make our predictions later, but I do love the line of Rusev saying you can't just make up your own holiday.
2: <laughs> oh, Rusev here had me on the floor crying with it me. Was it's like breaking the hands of Billy Joel. <laughs> just Rusev dropping Billy Joel as a reference is enough. <laughs> I'm sorry, I I absolutely lost it. At that, that point. I mean, I liked I liked the uh the tag on this of Nakamura singing. It's cute, it's entertainment, you know, top hat all that. I liked that uh Aiden English's throat was still suffering damage a week later from the kick. I think that gets you know, that's a little old school type of, ooh, now there are injuries back in pro wrestling. That's a good thing, in my opinion. And uh Rusev, Rusev delivering funny lines straight is is just the best. It really is.
0: Becky Lynch defeated Carmella. We do not get enough Carmella entrances on SmackDown, and I miss Ellsworth a lot. I I really miss him skipping to the ring with Carmella because as she did it, I realized I haven't seen this a lot without Ellsworth. And it, I, I missed it. I needed it. This is her first televised one-on-one match since October the 10th. That's five months
2: this was also a very good use of Becky Lynch's <laughs> quirky sense of humor, I, th- I think, in many, many ways, and also just a good way to get Becky
1: back strong.
2: I, I love yeah. I love Becky Lynch. I, I think she does too. Far, I'm, I, when you said about that article, I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but now I, I really want to because I think Becky Lynch is the most underutilized talent in the women's division the segment last week that they basically, they showed it this week, except with words on the screen this time, which they're still doing that, but don't get it. But yeah, they are Beck Becky's dumb sense of humor, which is charming in many, many ways. This was the proper usage for it in terms of the Twitter hashtag setting up the feud. And then she goes in the ring and she doesn't do comedy. She just breaks her arm off. I loved it. Loved everything. It wasn't,
0: it wasn't too cheesy. The backstage stuff that, that they had last week, it was just her, in her quirky way of getting the match.
2: And Carmella's quite good at, at, at just the limited type of, as, as I've described her on here, she's the Larry Zbysko of this division. She stalls, she gets a couple moves in and then she'll, she'll get beat by a better talent. I thought this was fine.
0: Yeah. Uh, offensively, Carmella is what she is. She's not going to be accused of being the most polished worker in the world, but she sticks to what she knows and, mm-hmm. and does that. Uh, she looks a little different. She wears different gear, she's more colorful, or when her opponent's colorful, she's not. And I think that's that's pretty cool. Uh, back- I,
2: I I do think you're on to something that, that this act is missing a little something without Ellsworth.
0: It really helped a lot. Like it it added an edge to Carmilla's character. Like we had a reason to dislike her a little bit more. Because and also, she, and
2: also because she she's a slip on a banana peel kind of crafty heel. It it gives those yeah. t- outs for her.
0: Becky's sell of a kick from Carmella was really good. I loved that. And then uh, her Bexploder was good too. I love the finish here. It, it was a great wheelbarrow headlock from mm-hmm. Carmella that got turned into a disarmer. Good stuff. Naomi's watching backstage and within the the middle of this match, it didn't make any sense why they cut to her. Of course, by the end, Natalia shows up and I'll ask you the question that's on everybody's mind. What was Natalia wearing?
2: Um, <laughs> I, I think someone else put it best. She she's the cowardly lion from the Wizard of Oz. She has the cat ears and she kind of has the puffed up mane type thing. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of Natty in a performance type of setting. I think she's a great wrestler, but but the uh, middle school drama skits she's terrible at.
0: Well, this this, whatever she was wearing, not a fan of. She is that person that shows up to a Halloween party in that costume. that's way too big and always runs into (laughs) other people. That's who she she, was.
2: Oh, I'm going to the punch bowl, and she's shoving people out of the way. Somebody wearing, like, a sumo
0: costume or something like that. It's like, (laughs) all right, I get it. I'm going to stick it with this plastic knife now. Uh, Naomi and Becky will face Carmella and Natalia Sunday. Uh, What kind of heat do you think that match has on Sunday?
2: I just want Becky to throw people all over the place. I
0: I hope it gets some time because I'll I'll take pay-per-view Naomi. Pay-per-view Naomi is usually pretty damn good. And also I want to go out of my way to say her delivery of these crappy lines was the best I've seen her deliver uh, crappy lines thus far. I thought Naomi was very, very good backstage. So we're already at the main event styles comes out no no here's my question stretch for time sean we gotta we still still gotta make predictions okay here's my question from a storyline perspective Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What was the main event? <laughs> what was supposed to be the main event of tonight's show? Did Shane McMahon, like, what What happened? Oh, in, like, it, it was, it was AJ
2: you, Styles versus Dolph in a one-on-one.
0: No, it wasn't. They were. It was AJ Styles in a promo, and then D- Dolph Ziggler came out and said, "Like ran him down." And AJ goes, "Well, why don't we do this right now then?"
2: Well, b- b- but I believe before he said that, he said, "I know we're supposed to do it later tonight, but let's do it what? right How now." How
0: much Let- later were they going to do
2: it? I know that. Look, I know that. I know. That. Well, fifteen minutes later is still technically later.
0: That's a good point. Yeah technicalities styles runs down the math of a six-way match in case you all forgot every other time this happened i liked ziggler's promo i thought even though we've seen this type of promo out of ziggler before it seemed a little bit more natural out of him than the forced i'm gonna steal the show thing like
2: yeah i want a little bit more bite to to it though that, that's all I, I would want from him out of oh. this, because out of well, out of out of this, this go
0: for you, because it very often bites.
2: Well, yes, it does. But I, I meant, you know, as opposed to uh, the this is kind of a G rated Dolph. I need a PG 13. Towing that line of almost a rated R Dolph to get these types of promos over and for him to mean something, because I've just heard these from him over and over again.
0: So this ends up with those two facing off. We get a nice back and forth match. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn run in. Shane McMahon adds Baron Corbin, and it becomes a fatal five-way. Now, the match is good. I'm not going to say anything negative about the match. I enjoyed the match. I liked the match. However, I think this is a part of the problem. And it uh, Justin LaBar had tweeted about it, and he goes, well, we're getting the match just minus Cena. Mm-hmm. And I agreed with him. I was like, yeah. And I think Glenn Rubenstein chimed in and said, yeah, but that happens all the time. And I was like, I know that's the problem.
2: It's a weakness. It, it's a weakness with the women. It was a weakness on Raw. The gauntlet match was a weakness because they put everybody that's in the elimination chamber match in the same match at the same time. They're doing that here. It it eliminates a lot of the, you know, for lack of a better term, the mystique of the main event in the pay in the pay-per-view when you do this on the go home show or even a week before the go home show. It- it's just it's it's really it it it's doesn't serve the talent that well when you could have in these multi-person matches that the the key to having a very interesting multi-person match is having different one-on-one storylines that you can tell within the confines of that multi-person match. And that's what these lead up shows are for. If you build those a little bit stronger, you make your, your six way, seven way, eight way cluster a lot more interesting. And I think they would have been better served, you know, focusing on motivations rather than putting everybody in a match where they throw each other around. And no, I agree with you. It was a fine match and I loved the ending of it. I did. I thought it was great. And, and the interview where they, they ran out of time yet again. Um, but uh, we'll get into that. But no, I agree with everybody's point. I, I don't see the point of doing this right before the show.
0: So many, like, uh, like when I'm hyped for a big MMA fight, I am pumped for Habib Nurmagomedov against Tony Ferguson. They've mm-hmm. tried to make this match like five or six times, but it's never happened. And that's why I'm excited about it. Also, I'm excited for the potential of a Nate Diaz versus Conor McGregor third fight because the first two kicked so much ass. That's That's what happens. It's the element of the unknown or the element of, I know this is going to rule. And so often we don't get that with WWE because by the time a pay-per-view rolls around, we've seen some iteration of this matchup, this fight, this this battle multiple times. Now, in this case, it's a WWE, what they call multi-person matches, even though technically every match is a multi-person match. (laughs) But any match with like three or more people, they generally do very well. And it's generally very good. And I enjoy it and I like it and I know it's going to be a good match. I didn't expect anything less out of this. Don't expect anything less on Sunday. However, when you do it over and over and over and over and over again, I think that that just takes some of that, not, not to mention that, but we had the men's Royal rumble. We had the women's Royal rumble. We had the elimination chamber. We had another elimination chamber. We have this match. We had a gauntlet match just a few weeks ago. Then we've got this match on Sunday. And I'm like, my God, my God, guys, sometimes mono and mano works, but I don't know. I don't know how you add stakes. Like, they, they used to be so good at leading into a pay-per-view and going off the air with something that made you want to see what was going to happen Sunday instead of previewing and summarizing what was going to happen on Sunday. Either way, the match was good, and at the end, we got Zane cracking KO with a haluva kick and a pin. This comes after earlier – Kevin Owens, like, pointed out that Sami Zayn said that he would lay down for him. Uh, what did you make of the finish, the match, and the KO Zayn dynamic?
2: I love Sami becoming mad with power. I <laughs> I think that's the story to tell. It's the story I've wanted. When Sami turned heel, I wanted him to out Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens, when Owens turned on Jericho. That yeah. That, to me, would be... The payoff here, where he realizes, not only am I quite talented, but oh, I'm pretty good at being bad as well. Yeah. And I, I, think this, this type of thing, it, it get. I don't think the match is in doubt on Sunday, but it makes me very interested for Tuesday. I'll tell you that much. Um, and I, I really liked this, and I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping they build something good out of it. Quite
0: you right. know the only thing better than a Sami Zayn entrance that is him sarcastically pretending to be a baby face, but really being a heel and dancing? The only thing better than that is if he's sarcastically really a babyface, pretending to be a heel, pretending <laughs> to be a babyface dancing. Like he haluva kicks Kevin Owens and he's pretended he was bad this whole time, but then he sarcastically dances in front of him. Oh my god. <laughs> Danceception. It's a triple was, agent. Yes, that was <laughs> that was SmackDown Live. Not a wonderful show by any means, but there was some good stuff on it. As there mm-hmm. will be almost any show.
2: And I, during the course of the show, I saw some really good things. The Mustafa Ali promo. Oh boy! About Alex did a Buddy great Murphy. write up on that? Yep, that thing is hot fire. Um, the Mojo Raleigh the Mojo promo. Oh, yeah. I mean, go watch those, too. I mean, those things, again, the best stuff they do is on their website, kids. Pay attention to that.
0: It sure is. Time for WDB Fastlane 2018 predictions. Had a few people ask me if I'm going. I I am not going, actually. They managed to put pay-per-views on in my area that either aren't in doubt or I just can't make it out to, but we're going to make our predictions here. Becky Lynch and Naomi against Natalia and Carmela. Personally, I would be shocked if Carmela and Natalia ended up with a win here. I think this is Becky and Naomi's because let's be real. Carmela and Natalia don't have to, to win to stay wherever they are on the card.
2: They don't. Um... I agree. It's most likely that Becky Lynch and Naomi win here, but I could see Carmela because she lost here, sneaking out a win. Yeah. I really could like, like, you know, like a cheating type of thing to, to get away from it. But uh, overall, I think Becky and Naomi will win, but I'm holding out that minuscule part.
0: Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev. Ain't no damn way that Nakamura loses this, but they're really forcing the Rusev as a heel thing. Like, Instead of just going with him as a likable character on their show, they're they're shoehorning him as a heel. Is this the smartest thing to do? To put the guy who is a who you want as a monster babyface on the SmackDown brand against the guy who is a monster babyface to fans, but they won't allow to be. Is that is that smart to do?
2: It's one of the worst things you can do, and you know, far be it for me to suggest this, but. Maybe they're testing Nakamura's overness by doing that. I mean, it's been known to happen. I, I don't think they have that much foresight to it, but uh, what I want, I want a great match out of this. I I, I love Rusev in ring, and I, I really want, I want main event Nakamura versus a hyped up Rusev. And I think that crowd's going to be hot chanting Rusev day. So um, no, I'm looking forward to this one. Charlotte
0: Flair defends the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship against Ruby Riot. Charlotte Flair is a shoe-in here. Like, there's no way she loses this, but who does she face at WrestleMania is the question I want to answer to after you make your prediction.
2: Uh, I think this is your standard. Riot Squad comes out, interferes, get, gets thrown out eventually, turns into whatever oh, it yeah. is after that, and then Charlotte wins quite easily, I think.
0: I think we're headed towards Asuka and Charlotte. I agree. Usos versus The New Day. Usos defend their SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uh, No tag teams on the show tonight, like, at all. Like, there were none, except for Rusev Day. If this headed to a four-way tag team title match, I'd be okay with that for WrestleMania. If you throw in Rusev Day and you throw in the Bludgeon Brothers. I think that would be a banger. That would be good especially if you make it like a ladder match you do you do that route that's one situation where it fits uh the usos with the promo that they cut last week i would have a hard time believing they're not on the main card of wrestlemania but that doesn't necessarily mean they go in as champions because i think there's some intriguing story to be told not like that matters to smackdown about them being concerned that they won't end up on that show because unlike john cena these guys do have the risk of not accomplishing a goal that they have set forth, and that's to be on the WrestleMania main show. They've never been on it. What do you think?
2: This is interesting because the New Day, after hosting, also deserve a place on the card. And there's a part of me that's thinking one of these teams ends up facing the bar. There, There's another possibility I have in the back of my head that's so out there, I don't want to say it, Publicly I want AOP singing. to face the bar. Yeah, I was thinking that too. And here's here's okay, fine. I'll spill it because I'll say it on Shake Them Ropes, anyways. Yeah, I think Braun Strowman may face the bar in some way. I think that's how he gets really? on the card because they cause, he <laughs> become the tag team champions. Look, this is how they used to get over main eventers. Hunter used to pin the tag oh, team I know. champs. Roman used to pin the tag team champs. If they're doing a story where the bar has cleaned out all the other tag teams, your choices are someone you want to get over as a monster singles or a tag team. We haven't seen yet. And the winner of the dusty classic is getting an NXT yep. tag team title thing. They're not going to introduce the AOP unless unless it's a surprise at WrestleMania. And I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to introduce him at the Raw after WrestleMania. So my thinking was maybe Braun in some way, or maybe even Braun and, and a limp and knocked out Elias somehow. I don't yeah. know. Something something like that. But, like uh, he
0: forces Elias to be his tag team partner? Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. That would be entertaining stuff. As far as AOP, they're the type of team, like, okay, Eminem, weren't the type of team that when they won the titles their first night out, they had somewhere to go upwards. Mm -hmm. AOP are because they are this generation's road warriors, essentially, Mm -hmm. even down to to Paul Ellering and stuff. Now, I don't think Ellering comes with them to the main roster. Uh, I would put them with Samoa Joe personally because I don't think there's any better fit for that than AOP and Samoa Joe and no heaters at all in that. Just three big badass sons of bitches that can – run a brand, but we'll see. I think I'm, I'm leaning towards new day winning this just because I like, I want new day to win because I like the idea of telling the story that the Usos get so emotional and they, they really do have a situation where they want to be on this, this main show and they brought it to our attention.
2: I Uh, think, Oh, I haven't, I didn't pick a winner of this. Um, Yeah. uh, I think the Usos retain but I wouldn't be surprised if, if the New Day wins here and then they lose at WrestleMania to the Usos. You know, Bobby for- Roode defends
0: his United States champion. Uh, uh, oh, man. Against Randy Orton, United States championship.
2: Schma's finish leads to a three way.
0: Gender's getting involved. Mm-hmm. Now, leads to a three way that night or WrestleMania?
2: No, WrestleMania.
0: Yeah. AJ Styles, John Cena, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, six pack challenge for the WWE Championship. Wouldn't be shocked if this one goes 40 minutes, maybe longer. AJ Styles is winning this. You got to go Nakamura AJ.
2: What do you think? You, you do. Although it put in my head that, that 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 Cena promo on Monday put into my head that they could make this a triple threat too with Nakamura and Cena and AJ involved if they can't get if the Undertaker's not up to it what and, what it, about Rey Mysterio? Rey got injured this week, yeah. so who knows? Rey but uh, but week. I think AJ is possibly the easiest money on the board other than Charlotte.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Now there are six matches on this show. And as we know, that just doesn't work for WWE. So here's who is not on the show. Aiden English. Gable and Benjamin. Bludgeon Brothers. Jinder Mahal. Uh, one of New Day. They're not going to put the other one in a match. Uh, Sinkara Ain't Wrestling. Zack Ryder. Mojo Raleigh, Ty Dillinger. Mike Kanellis. And then on the women's side... The riot squad's going to be out there with Ruby Riot. Everybody's pretty much booked up on the the women's side. What gets added to this show?
2: Um, I think possibly Mojo versus Ty Dillinger. And I wouldn't be shocked. I don't know. The Bludgeon Brothers won't be Gable and Benjamin, I don't think, but maybe a Bludgeon Brothers squash on the pre-show.
0: Yeah, I could see that too. What, or.
2: Or they, they, they team up Zach and someone. and Yeah. So, um-
0: yeah, my God. Guys, head over to uh, com We have Matt Taven over there saying that NXT is ROH light. Braun Strowman explaining the origin of his name. Uh, we've got video reactions to uh, the John Cena Goldust promo. Tons of articles up there. We have all your news. And uh, what we do at the beginning and the end of each day, well, the beginning of each day and the evening, we put together fight size updates. That have some of the smaller stories that don't deserve or don't aren't big enough for their own stories. We don't want you all clicking on a million different things. We consolidate those, make it a lot easier for you. But we got lots of cool stuff over there for you. And we did the Holy Smokes MMA podcast today. We have our lane coverage this Sunday night. But this Friday night, I have Ring of Honor 16th anniversary coverage. Jeff, are you familiar with the card at all?
2: Um, mm, vaguely.
0: But we'll make predictions anyway.
2: Okay, go for it.
0: Hiromu Takahashi against Flip Gordon.
2: Well, since they let Gordon go over in Japan, I think Takahashi probably wins here.
0: You got Marty Skrull versus tomorrow's guest on the list, and your boy, Punishment Martinez.
2: That's going to be a fascinating match in so many ways, but I think uh, think Skrull wins.
0: I'm excited for that one. Yeah, I think Takahashi and Skrull both win that one, uh, or those as well. Cody versus Matt Taven. I'm going Cody here because fresh off the heels of the all-in announcement, I would imagine they...
2: Easiest money on the board.
0: Oh, yeah. Women of Honor title tournament opening round match, Sumi Sakai against Hana Kimura. I just want to say before this, uh, the Kelly Klein bonesaw Brooks tournament match was a lot of fun to watch. I reviewed Mm -hmm. that on the site. It was a far cry... From uh, the Mandy Leone Angelina Love match. Let me tell you that. <laughs> that was rough. Is,
2: is Mandy Leone winning this thing?
0: I hope not. Um, unless it's, there's no good reason to do that. Not even the like, oh, we'll put, you know how people like thought that NXT may sarcastically have Eva Marie and Oscar Streak and put the title on her so she would get that wrong kind of heat. Yeah. Uh that would be the wrong kind of thing for them to do with Mandy Leon because I watched that Bonesaw Brooks and Kelly Klein match and I was like, it's a shame that one of these women can't advance because that was really good stuff. And they got like Deanna Purrazzo and Tanil in that tournament. So
2: Yeah. It'll be it'll be good, a good. It'll be there's there's plenty yeah. of good talent in the tournament. I I think, I think Sumi Sikai Sikai is gonna Sikai, win this. Sumi Sakai wins this one.
0: The Hung Bucks, that's Adam Page and the Young Bucks against SoCal Uncensored, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky getting some Ring of Honor play. Uh, I first came to know Scorpio Sky from a video with Human Tornado, maybe you remember it, where they they did the dance-off in the ring. (laughs) And, of course, he played Harold in the Anger Management skits with Kane and Daniel Bryan. How do you think this one goes? Because the Hung Bucks are super over.
2: I think they're super over, but I don't think they need the win. I think SoCal Uncensored beats them.
0: Yeah, they they should put a little juice behind Scorpio Sky especially. I think he should pick up the pin in this match as well. I'm going with SoCal Uncensored. That is for the uh, ROH World six-man tag team titles, by the way, Las Vegas Street Fight. The ROH World tag team title is the Motor City Machine Guns against the Briscoe Brothers. It always fascinates me how the Briscoe Brothers – all these years, like it's really like as long as they've been around, it's really just like them and Rhett Titus that have been there consistently for a decade. And. They, they always can seamlessly transition out of singles tag team, and I love that. I like the, that. About their it.
2: characters always evolve and mm-hmm. you believe them. I look, the Briscos are probably my favorite promo in wrestling. Uh, just. I can watch their YouTube videos. Them and the Usos is a green program for me. Oh God. Yes. Oh, that is
0: just, <laughs> if you put together a worldwide WrestleMania, that is the tag team title match for me, or at least, you know what? They don't even have to have a title. That's that's how like that, that promo could be carried. I like Usos these new,
2: is- I like these new heel Briscoes um, again. And uh, I, th- I think they win.
0: If they don't cut a pro, and I'm a little behind on Ring of Honor TV, if they don't cut a promo about how they sent Bubba Ray Dudley into the Hall of Fame, they're they're missing out. Uh, I think the Briscoes win this one. Ring of Honor World Title Match: Dalton Castle, Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal has been a little dormant since he his like kind of historic run ended. Dalton Castle was kind of thrust into the spot that he's in, and you know, you, you always saw him as a guy with a lot of character that could stand out in the Ring of Honor. First off, I want to know how you think he's done as champion so far, and who do you think wins this match?
2: I, I think he's fine. I, I'm, I don't view the Dalton Castle character as a world title type of character. That's, that's my only real issue with it. But I think for what he's done, I, th- I think he's great. I don't think Jay Lethal gets heated back up in the world title. Uh, picture i think it, he he gets a mid-card title before he gets another run at the world belt i i just I, I think there's something to this dalton castle run i think they're going to eventually evolve it a little bit more and i think we'll be able to see if he has that kind of championship heft rather than just kind of being a flamboyant type character um and i think they 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 see something in dalton and he's a great wrestler um so i think i think his reign continues
0: So here's my question, and I I think Dalton Castle's reign continues as well. I'm picking him to win. Who's next? Like There seems to be an absence of that main event because the Briscoes are in the tag team deal. Cody had his run, and he's doing what he's doing. And I I did buy him as a top-level guy for Ring of Honor, uh, Mm -hmm. given the way that he came in and everything. I mean... The Young Bucks don't generally challenge for singles titles in that regard. Although, you know, you could how they used to have the Road Warriors challenge and God, I know I'm gonna get torn apart for comparing those two, but in the Ring of Honor spectrum, you know what I you know what I'm talking about, how they used to have Hawk <laughs> and Animal step out and challenge for singles titles. I am not saying that Matt and Nick Jackson are like Hawk and Animal, but as far as popularity go, they're both super over. Mm-hmm. And if you slid one in, like, you know, if Matt Jackson's challenging for the Ring of Honor world title at Manhattan mayhem, people are going to be like, okay, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, but what else do you do? You can't, you can't go to like a Daniels thing again. You can't do that.
2: I think Jay Lethal eventually. Beer City Bruiser. Done. <laughs> you mean after his, his wild push in New Japan? Yeah. Um Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I think Jay lethal pride will be the answer. I just don't think it's right now.
0: Very interested in this card on Sunday and especially to see where things go, to see how, how things uh, unfold for ring of honor as well. But, uh, we'll have punishment Martinez on the list and your boy tomorrow. Definitely check that out. Of course we have our post raw podcast, Jeff, what do you got going on?
2: Rob is back from Mexico. And so <laughs> we'll see what happened down there. Uh, somehow he got back into the country. Um, we're going to be talking yeah. a little bit all in. We're going to talk uh, raw. See if he had any thoughts on the elimination chamber, because he and I have not talked about that yet. Uh, I, I'm i going to watch 205 live and NXT, the two best shows that WWE produces. So that's just not me snarking all over, uh, all over certain things about raw and SmackDown all the time. Um yes. And uh, you can follow the show at Shake Thumb Ropes. You can follow me at Crap Game 13. Anna, we missed you tonight.
0: We did. And uh, hopefully, she will be back on Sunday. If you all haven't checked out Anna's report that she did on the New Japan Perth show that she attended, I highly encourage you guys to hunt that down. Just go to our site, search it in the bar. She did a great job. I wish she would do more writing for us because she has an incredible knack for it. Uh, very talented at that. Guys, we'll have the opportunity for you all to get some. Uh, Premium content from Fightful. Very soon, we're working on some stuff, and uh, you guys are gonna like it a lot. It hopefully gonna roll that out maybe in the next week or two. But we're talking to some people, getting some stuff in order. But if you wanted to support Fightful, you're gonna have a great chance to do so. Lots of cool stuff coming. Follow us: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Fightful Online. Follow me at Sean Rossap. You're at Crap Game Thirteen. Mm-hmm. And even though Anna's not with us tonight. Follow her at Anna Bauert. Did you see the, the follow up to uh master conversationalist Jeff Hawkins that was posted today?
2: No, I didn't.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, it's master conversationalist Anna Bauert.
2: Oh, good, you got revenge on someone else, and then an, we'll play an outtake on you. from
0: our yes, yeah, so, well, not outtakes, but some behind the scenes stuff from our alternate commentary filming last week. That premium content will have. Uh, there are also the options of behind-the-scenes and outtake stuff is there uh, on there as well, too, because I have accumulated plenty of that on your asses over the past year and a half. So uh, <laughs> I'll keep you all abreast on that. But until next time, guys, thank you all. Leave us a thumbs up, subscribe, but most importantly, visit Fightful.com. If you don't like MMA or boxing, just hit up FightfulWrestling.com, and you'll just get the wrestling news. Until next time, guys, join me Friday, Ring of Honor, 16th anniversary. We've got live coverage. I want to talk to you guys in the chat and then live after the show for a post-show podcast. We are out. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.